and I don't know if Chopin will judge me for this, but you know, we have to do, we don't care. We have to live our lives. So there was a guy who won X Factor. I'm dead. Who are you talking about? <laughs> Not X Factor. There's a guy who won X Factor and he came back with a new song and the song was terrible. But it made me Not Shane like, remember Ward. his old cat. Yes, Shane oh Ward. My God. Yes, Shane Ward. Jesus Christ. So Shane Ward's music is a guilty pleasure of mine. I won't lie to you. He he is my favorite person to win X Factor. Are you serious? A hundred percent. Over Leona Lewis. A hundred percent. Yes. Over Alexandra Burke. Yeah. In terms of catalogue and music that's been released, yes. I'm so sorry. That is, Have you not heard Leona's Spirit album? <laughs> Hello, guys, and welcome to... The final episode of Don't Let The Stands. You are here today with your host, Ease McKenzie and... Shopper. And just remember, this is the final episode of season six, not the whole show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of, of season six is the final episode of season six. And we are here without Nick. Um, so so Nick sends his apologies because he is currently ill. Um, we kind of wanted to have the finale of all three of us, but obviously life happens sometimes and... Yeah, you've got um, Chopin and I, um, and we'll kind of leave that space for you listeners to kind of um, reflect and see how you're doing at the moment. But Chopin, how are you doing? Um, you know, I'm good. You know, uh, I mean, capitalism and work is always going to be the ghetto. So, but you know, I just think, and I've been saying this since the beginning of the year, but I just think as more time passes, I'm just like, uh, just take it one day at a time. Let's just take it one day at a time. But um, yeah, I'm currently out of London right now. I'm in Southampton for my friend's birthday weekend, and it's, be- it's beautiful weather. So we've even today we've already like we had our breakfast and we just been on the balcony and just enjoyed the sun, you know, let my skin get darker and shinier, you know. And here we are. But yeah, so that's me. That's good. It's nice to get out and kind of have a bit of a time to yourself, um, especially as things start to kind of open up again. I know there's kind of conversation about this open up day on the 21st happening, happening and kind of being pushed back and all of these different types of things yeah exactly so I think um, just getting some time to spend with people and even just with yourself and just chilling is really good um so with regards to me this week has been really good um I got vaccinated so I got the first half of the vaccine um which was an interesting decision and how it appeared was completely spontaneous um, like um, my brother and my mom just kind of told me about it because I, I don't watch the news or anything just went online and there were just so many slots available like everyone was talking about how it was booked up and people lining up but it was just so easy um, to book an appointment so I got my vaccine got the first half and the second one is in August and yeah the week has been all right so far I also just wanted to kind of give some transparency to the listeners as well um, with regards to the show, with regards to how this season has gone and um, a bit of transparency about what it's like to record content um, for almost three years now. Um, it'll be three years in September that we've recorded this podcast. And part of the reason I was kind of... Um, part of the reason I kind of wanted all three of us originally on this episode was just to kind of give a reality 
to what it's like to record this podcast. Um, so as you guys know, we are three people who love music. Um, Shopee and Nick dedicate themselves to spreading the word and um, writing and interviewing amazing artists. And we have great conversations about music and culture. We are a music and culture podcast for anyone who's listening. But I kind of just wanted to be transparent about kind of the the effect recording content has on mental health, but also um, like your overall well-being, your relationships. Um, like in terms of a three-piece group, I'm I'm personally very fortunate to have two people who have grown alongside me. It's no, it's not like in terms of communication, we we've been working on it over the years. Um, and in terms of this season, it's been fairly difficult to record. Um, and I think a few people have picked up on that in terms of scheduling and all those different types of things. But don't worry, this isn't an announcement saying that we're kind of ending the podcast here or anything. Um, this is more just kind of given a reality and um, to let you know that if you kind of did sense that the scheduling or kind of the podcast um, felt kind of a bit chaotic, it was felt on our side as well. It could be um, the prolonged effect of being in kind of a lockdown and um, all of the stuff going on with COVID and everything. But the reality is it's just very hard to kind of motivate yourself sometimes to record content um, every single week um, for 14 weeks straight. And it's not that we don't love it. Um, it's not that we don't want to have this show and we don't appreciate you guys for listening. It's more so in terms of the commitment to it, it can be a bit draining on our mental health. And um, with all the things that we've each individually gone through and the amount of work that we have to do, because we do have um, full-time jobs as well, as well as um, Nick and Shopee with their side kind of um, jobs as well, it can be quite demanding. And that, that isn't to get sympathy. That isn't to kind of say you guys need to feel any type of way. Um, it's more so just to let you know that um, the reason the show might have felt a bit off on some episodes is because we, let me not speak for all three of us, but I have been kind of struggling with um, committing myself to this podcast um, week on week. It's been a bit draining um, mentally for me, um, but we try to release when we can and um, we hope you've enjoyed the content for this season. And when we have our meeting, um, which we usually have at the end of the season, we'll look back and figure out the best way to kind of make the podcast better. Um, and I say that to say, if you guys have any suggestions for next season, anything you want to hear us talk about or any guests you think we should bring on, feel free to kind of send us suggestions. Let us know what you want from us, because that does help kind of ease the pressure sometimes as well. If you communicate and say, hey, guys, we want to hear you guys have a conversation about this and then we can decide if it's something we haven't explored yet or we can point you to an episode where we did speak about it. Um, but let's just, I, I just wanted to kind of put that clarity out there um, and be a bit more transparent about the journey of creating content. Um, I don't know if you wanted to say anything, Shopee. There's no pressure to. Um, no, I think you, you got it. Yeah, cool. Um, but other than that, like I said, it's been an all right week and I just wanted to let you guys know, um, don't let the stands. This is our last episode for the season. Um and please feel free to just send us anything that you feel will enjoy music comments or anything at datspod and um yeah like i said if you got any ideas for guests feel free to recommend them to us or send us a message 
um, and we will have conversations and see what we can do for you in the future. Um, but cool. What we'll do is we'll move straight on into the mu- music section. Um, but before we do that, remember, listeners, to take some time to ask yourself if you've had something to eat, if you're drinking, how you've been today. Um, ask yourself all of those kind of important mental health questions. And um, we'll just keep rocking straight forward. So let's go straight to the music section. Shopping. Right. So we're going to get into the music section. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like with the weather, I've definitely been listening to some great music that is quite summery and and I think to you guys you may hear these artists much name and you may not think they're immediate, immediately summery but summer isn't just all about you know club bangers and like super hyper intense tracks you know you can really have these just you know beautifully produced songs which are mid-tempo or slow but the energy they evoke and the uh, way they feel it just feels good to the soul when you hear some of these songs and some of these artists so yeah so if you want to like a chill summer you know maybe no actually i'm not going to do it but i was gonna say maybe i should make a chill summer playlist one day but i'm not going to do that but i'm here if you have any recommendations like like now (laughs) (laughs) so first and foremost um we have children of zeus they released their new album balance last week it was their first album in three years and Eden did speak about their last album, Travel Light, a few weeks ago. And I've said mm-hmm. it, I'm going to say it again. Incredible album. Future Underground classic, for sure. Like, it's going to be an album that gets better with age. With this new album. So I finally um listened to it. So I listened to it immediately when it came out, um just because of life. And I guess I wasn't just mentally in the mood to take it in. But um, And also, I think I was a little bit hesitant, if I'm being honest. Because the two singles that they've dropped before, No Love Song and, and Be Someone, I do like them. I do like them, but I was kind of, I kind of felt like they weren't really giving me what I wanted. I kind of felt like they could have come a bit harder, I felt like, knowing from from their past catalogue. But hearing in the context of the album, it's been, it's been a joy to listen to. And I think to start off with this, the album, so it's called Balance. And I feel like it's such an appropriate word <laughs> for this album. Mm. That's literally what it is. And I just don't know, I even know where to start, but I just think that... It's such an easy, smooth listen, and it's only it's only thirteen songs, and I think it really it really captures a mood and it captures an essence. And like the first song is called Sunrise, the last song is called Sunset. So it's like it's not even overtly conceptual, but there's like enough thought and vision actually that's been put into it, and it kind of like they've done really work, like really striking some sort of ambiance for this and like I love that you kind of it's like you're kind of getting like some great New York soul then you're kind of getting like some Black Street Drew Hill-esque R&B moments and then there's also like reggae on here then there's gospel at the end which is something I really would associate with with them but then if you hear um Tyler's voice singer in the group like you just know that he is a student and a child of those classic male vocalists from the 90s, like your Jenny Wines and your Dave Hollisters and your Cases, Donald Jones. He's from that school of singer. And you can just hear that, even though, even on production, that isn't really what they were doing. Um, yeah, so I don't really know what to say. And then I was reading a review on Trench by the wonderful Yemi Ayade, who's also one of the hosts on the Rams Like Dime podcast. And he said, balance offers a less is more model. And it is, because it's like, this album compared to the last album, it's very it's definitely way more minimalist in sound for sure. Like the last album, even though the children's have always been like, you know, soul hip hop 
jazzy kind of vibe. So it's always like they've always got music to chill to. This is even more so. It's more inward, I feel. And I feel like it's a great album to be to be by yourself with. But also the same token, I said that this is definitely a vibe to sing out in the sun, barbecue, with a glass of wine, or split if you're into that persuasion. Hey ho. Um <laughs> Yeah, man. I just like, yeah. And so like, and I feel like I'm not even really taking in the album properly, but I've played it. I've been playing it um, pretty much every day this week and it just gets better with listen. But the sweet spot, I feel like is the middle of the album. So like the songs, I Need You, Nice and Sweet, Balance, Cali Dreams. But then also the last, the last song, Sunset. Ah, oh, such a great, such a great song. And these I just like have so much love for these guys. Shout out, and you know it's great, especially because these are UK artists that aren't from London. So you know these other neighbouring cities that we don't really speak about enough. So you know the, Manchester's own, like you know, and I say they're the UK's best hidden secret, and I'm just so happy for them and to seeing them because the last agency I worked at actually does their PR. So just to see how their profile has increased over the last couple of years, and I definitely want to see them. I definitely have to see see them. And I, I was talking to one of my friends, one of my um, best friends. Um, He's a huge fan of theirs as well. And they actually do have a show in December in Brixton. And I said, I'm not going to buy a ticket now because, you know, COVID will Who knows what's going to happen? But I said, if it actually looks like a realistic <laughs> event, if it actually goes down, I'm like, we have to get a ticket. We have to get a ticket. Because I've seen them before. I saw them at Lovebox in 2019, I believe, um, back when I was allowed to go to festivals. Eden and Nick know very well that I'm, I'm the live music king of the three of us you know yes it's, it's hard to believe that but i was if, if you know me i was always at a show you were out in these streets i was always at someone's show before covid always at someone's concert open mic festivals during the summer it's just kind you of know, that's actually true i forgot about that aspect of your personality it's true like if you actually look back like yeah <laughs> really? I, I think the very last concert i saw was T- tori kelly that was the last show i went to Really? So, yeah, that was my last concert before COVID. I didn't even know you went to that. Yeah, I saw her at the Roundhouse. Yes, that was my last concert. And I was supposed to see, it's funny, I was going to see Khalees that same week, actually, but then it cancelled. Then I remember I had tickets to see Jill Scott. I had I, See, I was going to live my life last year. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to go to Afropunk in New York. Oh, I was really about to live my life. But anywho, said to say that I definitely need to see them live. I've seen them at a festival. I want to see them at their own show. I think I need to, because that's different. I want to see them at their own show. So that's Children of Zeus Balance, start things off. And then secondly, we have Tiffany Evans. Now, I'm sure some of you have been like, her, what's she done recently? Like, do your Googles, do your research. So um, I'm sure you guys all know her for Promise Ring from back in the day, back in our MySpace days, One Six and Park days, tune. But, you know, she, as she's grown into a young woman, the music has not stopped and the quality of the music has not faltered or weathered. She is, um, and I know we, we th- use that word a lot, underrated, and, you know, it's a good reason, but she truly is making some great, great music that really does get thrown under the radar because, you know, she's not signed anymore, lack of support, and, you know, she was never a massive star, even when she was under the label machine, because I just don't think we knew what to do with her, because she was so young when she came out. But if you didn't know, she's just a, a bomb-ass dynamite vocalist. That little, that young lady can sing her ass off, okay? <laughs> but, um, so... Um, she, if you guys didn't know, she actually now is in a duo with Jawan Harris. So another throwback, <laughs> Keisha, Keisha. <laughs> yes, so they have a duo now, and they're actually in relationships, and they make a great music. Shout out to Khalil, he actually put me onto them. So our friend of the show, Khalil, he put me onto them um, 
And I was like, what? these two are grouped together by... But then I heard the music, and I was like, okay, wait, nah. This is... mm. it's, it's a great song. They were singing a lot called Finally at the moment. And they actually sampled one of my favorite music soul child songs um, called Baby Mother. But anyway, back to... So I randomly listened to that song last week, but then I just randomly dipped back into Tiffany's own catalogue for some reason. I don't know why. So Tiffany dropped an EP in 2015 called All Me. And it was so good. It's only seven songs, I think. Only seven songs. Each song bangs. It's just, it's just, it's just good R and B music, like great slow jams. But it's also like great up tempo party songs. But and they just sound so authentic to her. Like, like because I think people may look and think she was just trying to like join in on some trends. But like, no, these just feel very authentic to her. And that's great. They're just well written songs. So like, there's a song in there called "Put You On Me and You." Even the song with Fetty Wap, like I hate him, but the song is just a banger on site. It's just fun. It's just it's just just a great, great project. And also I want to shout out another project of hers, which unfortunately isn't on Spotify. But she dropped an EP in 2013, I believe. So you know, I've been rocking with her for a while now. Hey, check me out. Um, it called 143. And there's a song in there called 143, the title track. And I love it. I love it. It's just such a delicious slice of like New Orleans esque soul and funk and has a bit of a DC go go sound like very much in the Beyonce Emery Rich Harrison kind of ilk. I could definitely see one of those two doing a song like this. It's really good live instrumentation, really good. So shout out to Tiffany Evans, and then um last well not last level one more. So Layla Hathaway. So don't know where this song came from, but Layla Hathaway. If you don't know her. Incredible, incredible, incredible singer, songwriter, musician, also the daughter of the legendary Donny Hathaway. But Layla is in her own right um, a wonderful, masterful talent with a catalogue which is beautiful. I highly recommend all her albums. Um, And also, she's just um, a monster vocally. (laughs) A monster vocally. Insane. Um, So I don't know. One of her songs called Let Let Go, which is from her 2008 album Self-Portrait. Don't know why. It just came to me this week. I've listened to it a lot this week. And then, and this is what I mean by saying that songs that are summary, which aren't necessarily club bangers or super party songs. If you play this song, you will see what I mean. So just play it. That's a really great, fun, carefree song. And also just the lyrics. It's just like, I think we all need that, especially <laughs> this time in the in our, in our life. Mm. Like, you know, just, just let go and just, you know, enjoy being present and just stop worrying and, you know, yeah, it's just such a, such a, it's a nice, encouraging song, too. It just really kisses your skin. Mm. Like, it's just a great, great song all around. Oh, I like that yeah. description. So, I, kisses yeah, no, it, it is. Come through shopping, it's, English graduate. Come it through. is. So, yeah, Layla Hathaway. And then, last but not least, Respecting Legends. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was Faith Evans' birthday a few days ago. And I love her. Love her to death. She's one of my favorite, favorite female vocalists. Love her. So, so good. Such, such a great... Aside from being a great singer, just great writer, arranger. She's just... People sleep on her low-key. Like, she has hits, obviously. But people, I feel like we don't really give her the reverence she truly deserves. So, mm. I... And so... Um, I randomly revisited her album 2010 called Something About Faith. And I don't think I'd heard it since... 2010 <laughs> and this is not one this is not one of her classic albums like it's not like her first three are kind of like the the key core faith evans albums or the, actually the first four actually the first four faith Evans are like those are the core essential faith evans projects but something about faith is a damn good project too and 
once again, they're just some great, great mid tempos and slow jams that are just really, they just feel good. They just feel good. They just sound good and are just like, they put a smile on your face. So like, there's a song here called Right Here, which I love, Worth It, Real Things. A song here called Loving Me. Yeah, there's a lot of live instrumentation on this project, which is kind of explored in the past, but more so on this album, I feel, more than any other album of hers, there's a lot more live instrumentation. And it's just um, kind of got like a a bit of a, a Philly, a Philly unplugged kind of vibe. I need to go to Philly one day, one day. Shout out to Marquise from mm-hmm. <laughs> from Ra- yeah, from rational di- anger. Yeah, from rational anger. And this is we. He told me that if you're an R&B lover, you got to go to Philly. Yep, you got to go there. So many, so many R&B soul legends are from that city. So many, so mm-hmm. many. Teddy Pendergrass, Jasmine Sullivan, Music Soul Child, Joe Scott, like that city. I don't know what there's something in that's let's see. They've produced some great the OJs. <laughs> mm. So much great R and B has come from that city. So I know me as an uncle, I need to experience that city one day. <laughs> but um Sin, so Yeah, because you love New Orleans. So I, I did love Philly as I well. did, I did. I need to go to New Orleans again too, one day. One day. So um yeah, then also I just want to shout out another song of hers called Faithfully from her third album of the same title, Faithfully. Just a great eighties inspired song. Kind of reminds me of M Tume and bands like that. So, like, let me think. Who else can I compare? It's like SOS band, Renee Angela. It's kind of kind of got that vibe. Lakeside, yeah, like Kushif esque production. These are for the, these are for like my my eighties R and B lovers. You know, it's so, I love that song. But yeah, those are my listeners for the week: Children of Zeus, Tiffany Evans, Layla Hathaway, and Faith Evans. Eden McKenzie Goddard. Cool. So it's me next. And I'm going to say that I, although I did hear about this album coming out, shout out to Seth, Sister Woman. Um, I didn't listen to it in depth enough to give it a review. I did listen to a few songs and kind of felt the vibe was a bit. Um, uh, what's the word I want to use? Karma? And introspective, like Chopin said. So I think that's kind of the vibe that I got from it. But I can't tell you song names. I can't tell you the vibe overall and all these different types of things. So I need more time with it. Um, but I will take a listen to it when I can. Um, obviously, the show, the season being done, um, I can't really give you a review. But um, I hope it's as good as Shop is kind of selling it. So I know Children of Zeus, I've had a kind of on and off again kind of um, battle with their music. But I did enjoy their last project before this. Eventually. Um <laughs> eventually Eventually, yeah but i got around to it and i did enjoy it vibrations is a banger slow down is a banger hard work is a banger there's like so many bangers on that album that i really enjoyed and i think i'm actually going to listen to it after this just thinking about it as well honestly Um, go outside and play it just go outside what which one the new one the new one Okay, I thought it was more of an indoor listen from what I got from it. It was kind no, of like a... Well, no, the thing is, I do I stand by that. Like, I definitely think it's definitely an album to play by yourself. But it's also, like I said, it's also... Like I said, I can be outside with a barbecue and some friends on a rooftop. It's got, it's like, it's chill at the same time. But it's like, once again, some of the production, like, if I look at a song like... Let me get the track listing up. There's a song on here um, in particular that reminded me of that. One second... Wow, we really have been doing people for children's use these last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, there's yeah, the title track, Balanced, um, Cali Dreams, the most humblest of all time ever. That's a great, great song. Great, great song. And then You are really a stan of this group, aren't you? I, for, yeah, you know what? I really am, you know. And if you guys remember, they were their last album was in my top ten album twenty eighteen. 
Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be confused if this one makes it in there too. I love the thing. Oh, wow. That's the thing I've noticed. Sorry to cut you off. I know this is the Eden section. <laughs> no, but I feel like all three of us included, we really struggle to really like take albums in because there's just so much to listen to. But mm-hmm. sometimes there mm-hmm. are albums that just, in spite of the band is hysteria, they're just albums that would just, no matter what, they will just make an impression. Even though there's so much out and it's so hard to just be distracted. There's albums that will just stick with you. And I think Balance has definitely been one of those for me this year. So is Rochelle Jordan's album has been another one for me. And I can't think of what, can't what else to come out this year. <laughs> um, mm. Hotels by Justin Sullivan. There's just some that just really will do make a, a big impression on you regardless of what's going on in the world. So I think, I think Balance yeah. is, is going to be one of those for me this year. Yeah, it's got to match you. Yeah. It's got to match kind of how you are at the moment. And I feel like this will probably match me. Like Balance is a great name for an album. So I'll check it out. Um, cool. So there was that that I didn't get a real chance to listen to, but I kind of skimmed through. Um, a song that I've been playing on repeat. And who was it who showed me this song again? Oh, Emily. Shout out Emily for sending me this song. Um, it was... It was an artist that um, Chopin has spoken about quite a few times. So Mareba. Yes. Yes. So um, this song called Rider. Beautiful song. Rider. Beautiful song. Is my banger at the moment. I've been playing it everywhere. It's a vibe. It's like, it's just like the energy from it and like the bounce to it. Like I just love the lyrics and everything about it. So I'm really enjoying Rider by Mareba. I haven't listened to the whole album, which is called Azeb yet. Um, but I think Chopin spoken about it previously. Um, have you spoken about this? Project, Very briefly. Chopin? So I still haven't really gone into that project myself. But the first, I do love the first song. There's a song in there called, oof, I think it's, I think it's called A. I think. Um, yeah, the very first. Yeah, song. I love that song. So I still, have, I'm still just taking the whole project. But I love mm-hmm. that that first song, and I love Ryder. But once again, I'm such a huge Mariba fan. Once again, if you guys remember, her last album was in my top ten albums of 2019. So. She's my girl. Yeah. Mareba's a really talented, really talented young lady. And also, like I said, yeah. God took his time creating her face. She is very, very beautiful. I see exactly what you mean. She's very, very beautiful. But Ryder, the song, has been on replay. Like, nearly every single day I've been playing this this song. So that's how good it is. It's something that kind of gets you in the kind of... Um, I don't even know how to describe it. Like a kind of um, a vibe is the best way I can describe it. It's like you just, you get in the zone when you listen to that. And um, I just enjoyed it. So wanted to share that. That's Mareba Ryder. Um, and next we've got, uh, next is kind of a guilty pleasure. And I don't know if Chopin will judge me for this, but you know, we have to do, we don't care. We have to live our lives. So there was a guy who won X Factor. I'm dead. Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Not X-Factor. <laughs> There's a guy who won X-Factor and he came back with a new song and the song was terrible. But it made me like, remember his old cat. Yes, Shane oh Ward. My God. Yes, Shane Ward. Jesus Christ. So Shane Ward's music is a guilty pleasure of mine. I won't lie to you. He, he is my favorite person to win X-Factor. Are you serious? 100%. Over Leona Lewis? 100%. Yes. Over Alexandra Burke? Yeah. In terms of catalogue and music that's been released, yes. I'm so sorry. That is, Have you not heard Leona's Spirit album? <laughs> Listen, there are songs on Shane Ward's album here. Yeah. Shane Ward's Shane Ward. Listen, this is a guilty Shane pleasure. Ward. We're allowed to have guilty Safe pleasures. Safe Wave Valley Justin Timberlake. It's true. And even the album cover does remind me of Justin. They tried to make him into the UK Justin They really Timberlake. did. They really they did. Really did. Um, they really tried. 
But there are some songs that on his past album I really enjoyed. Chope, I swear to God. Well, <laughs> if you uh, say least, I'm dead every single time. I rather him than Leon Jackson or something. I don't even remember who Leon Jackson. Who is that? The, or Joe McEldry. Oh yeah, I remember Joe McEldry. I remember Joe McEldry. We've had some great entertainment over the years. Um, oh, but Shane Ward's album Breathless. No, you hang I'm up. Dead. It's... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Eden has really come to, to recommend Shane Ward on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, sometimes you need to talk about the guilty pleasures. I can't even lie to you. Sometimes you like you can't just listen to them in silence and secret anymore. It's true. So, you know, we all have we all have our guilty pleasures. We, we do. all do. We all, we we all all at least them. at least it wasn't Jedward. If it was Jedward, I'd understand. But like, okay, and you so, know, I can remember liking his 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 songs back then. I yeah. can remember that. No yeah. promises tune. Oh, there's Bear. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, he's a guilty pleasure. I like his music. Like, No You Hang Up. I love that song. Breathless. I love that song. If That's Okay With You. I love that song. Um, There's quite a few I really enjoy. And I was kind of like, should I bring this to the podcast? Like, should I talk about? Because everyone thinks of That's My Goal when you mention Shane Ward. Because obviously that's the song he won X Factor with. And if, you, if you're outside of the UK, by the way, and you don't get any of this... um. <laughs> listen to his catalogue and you'll understand why it's kind of a bit cheesy it's a bit kind of a guilty pleasure but we've all got guilty pleasures like we all we all have the artists that we listen to and we're like if anyone knew i listened to this artist they would judge me but they obviously have a fan base um actually you know what share your guilty pleasures with us who are your guilty pleasures that you listen yes. to and let us know we won't judge you this is a safe space like feel free to send over your artist and who you listen to I can promise that I won't judge you. I can't kind of talk about anyone else. I won't. I won't. I won't. We, we all have Shop, them. Sh- Shopee will be typing, oh, I like them too. But behind the screen, he'll be like, I'm dead. <laughs> like, I'm dead. <laughs> we all have guilty pleasures. Who's yours? I can't think of one right now, but I know there's definitely, I, there's definitely, I have a few for sure. I feel like a guilty pleasure for you would be someone who's still like really good. Like, I feel like you would say George Michael is a guilty pleasure of yours. Or um, who else? Like, someone that's still, like, artistically great. You'd be like, oh, Maxwell's a guilty pleasure of mine. I'm like, Shopping. Maxwell's not, Maxwell is not a guilty pleasure. No, exactly. But I'd be like, Shopping, that's not a guilty pleasure. That's, like, I don't know. Really I, can't really think, I can't really think of one. It's all right. I can't no lie. No I'm sure it'll come to me later. Cool. Um, and then lastly, on my kind of evening. So Shane Ward's catalogue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Chope. Yes. Can we move on? Yes, sorry. <laughs> um, I think you actually might enjoy this one as well. So um as always, I, in the afternoons or evenings, I sit down and watch TV with my dad and we just end up on YouTube a lot and listen to music and he shows me artists from the Temptations who had this amazing voice that no one spoke about and um he recently sat me down and um we listened to Eva Cassidy. Oh, I love so, her. Love yeah. her. Oh, she had such a tremendous voice, such a such yep. a talent. Gone too soon. Gone too yep. soon. Oh, yep. I love her. Love her. So, so my dad sat me down because we were watching The Voice, and there was an artist called Bronwyn something. She's from Wales. Um, you can f- probably find her, who sang a cover of um Fields of Gold. Um, I believe it was originally by Sting. Was Fields of Gold originally by Sting? I believe so. But anyway, yes. um. So Eva Cassidy has a version of that song as well. And it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard in my life. 
Her voice is just mm. so angelic. Mm. It's just, there's absolutely no way to describe it. And obviously, Chope said gone too soon because unfortunately she um, passed from um, cancer. It was, what type of I think cancer like mel- was melanoma it? or something. Yeah, something along the She was like 32. She was very young. Yeah, she was very young. But she's very revered. Um, a lot of artists kind of um, point to her for inspiration and... She definitely took her craft very seriously. Her voice is just like when I heard it, I was like, there are some people that are just sent to earth just to do something. And then once they've done it, they're called back to obviously say you've done what you need to do and you've released what you need to release. Cause her over the rainbow cover, incredible, incredible fields of gold cover, incredible. And those two songs have kind of been the songs that I've been listening to. For me, it's songbird. That's one of my favorite songs. Isn't that? Yeah. That's the name of her album as well, isn't it? Yeah. And then th- She's... there's also her cover of Wade in the Water. Oh, I didn't even know she released that. Oh, no. No, check out the live, that Blues, the live of Blues Alley album, Eva by Heart. No, trust me, even I'm a fan. I love Eva Cassidy. Love her. See, we don't get to talk about some of these random obscure artists sometimes, but no, I'm glad you brought her up. I love, love her. And it's funny, you talk about X Factor. Leona Lewis is the reason why I'm an Eva Cassidy fan. Really? Yes, because I remember... Leona, Leona, back in the day when MTV actually did music content on television, um, Leona did like this thing, like her top 10 divas, you know, like, you know, when I was able to see their favorite artists on the show music video. Yeah. So she said Eva Cassidy, uh, that was one of her okay. top 10. You know, that makes sense and actually. She, yeah. So she's one of Leona's favorite singers. And when I just did my little research, did my Googles, I'm like, no, she was. Yeah. So Eva has been in my life for a while. Yeah. And you know what? To be fair, I know when you said was Leon, why not Leonie Lewis in terms of my favorite artist from X Factor? I haven't really listened to Leonie Lewis like that, like that, to be fair. I know she was a massive success for X Factor and um put the show on the map to be honest pardon me she put the show on the map internationally did she yeah okay she was like she was like the first big success because once again Shane Ward was just domestic remember Leona Blue worldwide oh yeah I'm looking at some of the information online sold over 20 million records worldwide yeah reached number one in over 35 countries with bleeding love Grammy Grammy nominated three-time Grammy award nominee yeah Leona had a run award nominee wow Leona had a Leona had a run but she got dropped had a good run yeah, because that last album didn't do well. Yeah, and then I think I think also her and Simon's relationship started. She said in her was toxic. Yeah, yeah. Well, but she had a run. She had a good run. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I know you've spoken about Spirit, which came out in two thousand and seven. I haven't given that a go. She's released quite a few albums, actually. Yes, and then you know while we're on it, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing today. <laughs> but I want to recommend the Glasshouse album. That is her best work. Uh, that is her best work. Really, I think. Spirit. Spirit is pro- is like. I mean, I'll probably say Spirit too. But Glasser, I feel like it's her most experimental, and I feel like it's more reflective of her personal taste because I feel like the first two albums were like. Obviously, she has this you know enormous, um, voice. You know, she was pegged as like you know the UK Whitney Mariah Tony kind of archetype, which you know effect she has the chops for sure. But I feel like that album, the Glasser album, is reflective of her tastes personally so not just outside childish gambino yes <laughs> the glass heart album ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folk out there please let me even just check let me just check what song is on this album i can't remember but um so there's trouble Unloving, yes Lovebird. yes Lo- so 
guys, Five Lies, beautiful song, beautiful song, beautiful song, beautiful song. Come Alive is great. Shake You Up is like, oh, I love Shake You Up. Dark Child did that song. But this album, she because she talks about loving Eva Cassidy and Kate Bush and Tracy Chapman and Tears of Fears, as well as people like Aretha Franklin. So like I really and um and also like um like Drake and things like that. So like, I really feel like this album was more eclectic and was more reflective of her tastes, but like what she listens to, not just, I have this voice, so I'm going to do this starting to pop R&B sound because that's my brand. Like this was very much, and I, you, you know, know I'd love to know interview what? her one day about the album. Do you know what this is giving me? And it might just be, this is energetically, this is kind of giving me, what's the Beyonce song called? Um, where she dresses as a cat. Um, oh kitty cat yeah like that vibe is is it on that vibe well the music yeah no not at all no this album i don't know there's like definitely like uh there's electronic um vibes on here there's like art pop like avant-garde but i guess there's like oh i guess it's like old r&b like via trouble they're kind of like kind of like 80s-esque pop soul like if that mm. makes sense, like stop the clocks and shake you up. I don't know. Like it's just kind of, but it's but it, it works. It's a very cohesive album, and I feel like it's her best work. But in terms of like you know what we know her for, the, the um spirit is a great album. Like spirit is great, of course. Like I remember getting that album for Christmas 2017, 20, 2007. You know you can't deny it. Bops like take a bow, angel shout out to Neo yesterday. Um, forgiveness. Oh, forgiveness. Woo! Salam Remy, my guy, came through on that man song. Man said, "Shout out to Neo." I love that for you. And then you bring me down. Oh, if you bring me down, like that is literally Leona in her peak R and B bag. I mean, is it Shane Wood breathless though? It's, trust me, guys out there. Please, um, I don't know if it's on streaming services, but go on. You, it is. Oh, you bring me down. Oh, I thought you meant the no, the Leona. You bring album. me down. Check that song out. And also, I don't know why I'm getting into this really whole. Yeah, it is. There's, so this is also, like I said, you know me, I'm a fan. Um, so Leona had an unreleased song. It never came out and I was pissed off because it should have been a single. So, so I believe it was recorded for her second album, Echo. It's called Perfect Stranger. And it's just delicious electro pop goodness ahead of its time. <laughs> it's like very much in like the, I'm trying to describe it. It's like very Robin see her before she turned into a pop star this i'm saying like there were songs like larue it's like a larue roshini murphy little boots kind of ting gold frap that's i'm saying like i would i feel like luna was never really able to express her personal influences artistically i feel it was like you mm. are this mixed race beautiful girl you can you can sit hit the mariah whitney notes that's what you're going to be mm. and it obviously worked yeah but she's clearly a music lover and it showed with the glass album it showed on that album i think that's part of the issue with x factor and shows like that as well whilst it does get you that kind of wild appeal and you are able to kind of step out and have people waiting for your music you are kind of funneled like you can definitely tell when people are on the show they're trying to figure out how they can market them as a Mm -hmm. package rather than actually let the singers kind of figure out their journey which is a bit more kind of natural which is why i think labyrinth going to psycho was such a big thing as well because he had his vision by the looks of it and the kind of direction he wanted to go in like obviously i don't know him personally i don't know what he's kind of and the battles or kind of things he's gone through on that label. But from the looks of it, he's had a lot of creative control when it's come to his projects. 
and psycho as a label has always been kind of x factor winners who mm-hmm. go there um so i'm quite intrigued to see what happens with leona lewis in the future i know um she's kind of taken a break from music by the but she signed it, but... a new deal with clive davis a common board label but she signed a new deal last year in america so... wait clive davis is in whitney houston yeah, yeah. Old... really yeah, that's who signed it um, after x factor Simon Carroll and Clive Davis. Wow. Did the I told you when Leona changed the game for X Factor, she was the f- she was the first she was the first winner to be taken seriously. Like like I said, Shane Ward, he had a few hits, but he was you can see he was not given the push Leona was given or One Direction would later be given or Alexandra Little Mix. Shane Ward did was did not get that. It was very much like okay, you're local, okay, UK Mother's Day album, calm. But do you know? Okay, Leona changed the X Factor conversation because I don't know I don't know how we got here. But Shane Ward is actually um, what's the politically correct term for? Um, he's a traveler, so he was part of. From what I remember, he was part of the kind of traveler community. So I know he had some kind of um, dedication to that community, which didn't probably didn't allow him to kind of go on the same mm-hmm. journey. But I completely understand what you mean. Like Leona Lewis was a massive force back in the day. I remember she was on Oprah. Um, kind of the <laughs> excitement. Yeah, like she was huge. She was huge. So I get what you mean. Enough but anyway, um, going back to what started this. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Mareba, Eva Cassidy, Shane Ward, and we've spoken about Leona Lewis. But those are my listens for the week. And what we'll do is we'll jump straight into the the news section. But listeners, feel free to send us some of your recommendations as well for the week. And um, we will start. Should we start with some good news or some let's bad news? Let's start with the good. All right. So let's start with the very straightforward. So Eva and Trina announce highly anticipated versus battle. So this will be the first versus battle between two female rappers. Previously, um, in the past, there's been battles between Gucci Mane, Young Jeezy, Snoop Dogg and DMX, Redman and Method Man. And Eva, oh, sorry, Eva, Eve and, Tr- and Trina will be the first female battle on the Versus platform. So I know, Shopee, you've been watching Versus for a while now. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? Um, remember, there's also the other that's been announced, Eden McKenzie. Yeah, the the other... battle. Oh, this is me doing the news. One second. What was the other battle? Bow Wow and Soldier Boy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I actually didn't research that one. <laughs> so there is going to be a battle between the both yeah, that, of them. So Sorry, my apologies. That's been confirmed now. So they're both going to happen. Let me get the dates up. I mean, I'm not watching either of them, but for the ones. For the so ones... June 16 will be Eve and Trina. Um, Soldier Boy, and I imagine it'll probably be the week afterwards. I think June 26. Yeah, um, June 26. Yeah. So um, okay. So my thoughts, um, even Trina is not, a, it, it doesn't make sense. It's not a, a matchup that makes sense. Like, and, you know, well, just from like the pure numerical value, Eve has way more hits and she's had more <laughs> commercial success than Trina. I was like, Trina, I know she's beloved and revered in the Black Twitter community. And like, she's definitely like a regional legend, but she doesn't. Your, the Black Twitter community. Nah. Go on, continue. <laughs> but, <laughs> the Black Twitter community. <laughs> continue. But and like I said, and she's and and I and Trina is very talented. She's a great rapper, and you know she's been consistent. She's had a great career, and she's had obviously she's had mo- like, she's had peak moments. She just have like you know gold and platinum albums, but she's not had the career Eve has had. It's, it just doesn't make sense as a matchup. Like Eve, literally, like you could just think, um, let me blow your mind. 
um, Love is Blind, Satisfaction, Who's That Girl, Tambourine. Like, Trina doesn't have records like that. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Just, and once they go off, that's it. Like, when they go off, it's like Eve, and let's not forget um, the Rough Rider jams. Like, Eve is the first of your Rough Riders. Like, Eve. But I think it'll be good though because I do th- kind of feel like when we discuss the classic female rappers of the late nineties, two thousands, I feel like Eve is kind of left out of the conversation sometimes. Yeah, I feel like we didn't discuss her enough. But yeah, yeah. there's what you want, gangster loving with Alicia. Come on, Eve, man, Eve's got hits. Yeah, Eve's yeah. got hits. Rich girl, so, with a banger as well. Rich girl, I and mean, obviously her features as well. Like you know, um, see, so yeah, I just didn't get it. And also, Trudy's done a verses already. <laughs> oh, has she? Who did she, 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 she did again? trick. She did it with Trick Daddy like ages ago. It was go. It was <laughs> Trick Daddy literally went to our house on the live. Oh, what? During the middle of COVID? And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so Trick Daddy pop, popped up at Trina's house in the middle oh, of the Oh, my process. days. That just reminded me of the baby face battle. Oh, my. <laughs> Remember, uh, when that, that was a was, great night. That was a great night. The be- the beginning of Versus when it was all crusty was hilarious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Like Nelly's. Remember Nelly did one ludicrous. Nelly's connection. I don't know what was going on with his laptop <laughs> that day. Nelly just. Nelly's laptop was just looking. Yeah. And like you guys must be rich. Yeah. <laughs> nah. And of course Teddy Riley, you can't his mess. But yeah, so I just think I just didn't understand that matchup. But I feel like Trina has just been gagging to be to, to do a versus. It's like okay, says so we get it. But like I wouldn't have Eve, I would have put I don't know who I would you know I, I don't know who I would put Eve against actually. Yeah, same. And that's why it's, I think there's a bit of a wait, you say you you do know or you don't I don't know because Yeah, same. I don't know. Because I wouldn't put it with Kim and Foxy because they're because Eve came afterwards, mm-hmm. but she, I wouldn't. She obviously wouldn't be with like Nicki Minaj and stuff. She's kind of like no. Eve, she was kind of other than Missy, like the only prominent female rapper of our childhoods. I think. Yeah, yeah. She had a um. She had a section. I think it was the early two thousands. Yeah, it? the early two thousands. I think. Yeah, I think we can argue her and Missy were the, really the only prominent female rappers of our, of us of our childhoods. I think. I'm sure. I'm I'm, maybe forget maybe I'm forgetting someone else, but. Can't think I can't, of anyone. Yeah, I can't really think of anyone. So no. I guess maybe Eve, but then again, Missy. I guess Eve versus Miss, but Missy. No, Eve couldn't go against Missy. But Eve, Eve had her pocket. She had her lane. She did very. That would well be an in entertaining it. battle, though. Like yeah. I know Missy would wipe the floor. Like literally, if it's including features and songs that she's written and produced for, then Missy. No, but is even just no, but even just even just Missy's own music, she would wipe Eve with. Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. But but. But um, I'd watch that. Sense. It makes like, more I'll... sense than Eve versus Trina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trina yeah. just doesn't. It just. I just don't get it. But whatever. So you're gonna lose as long as you know that. Yeah. <laughs> don't be like ah, I got records and you know you don't. Wait, can we just say I don't think anyone can take on Missy Elliott, like um, female rappers wise, even male rap. Like, I don't. Who can take on Missy Elliott? No, you, you, if you've got Missy's own career, don't bring in her features or songwriting. Just Missy the artist. Yeah, who can take on Missy? I can't... Okay, I there was a Buster and Missy kind of back and forth at one point. No, but it? even then, I feel, like, I feel like even then, I'll probably give it to Missy. And Buster's yeah. obviously... Buster's Buster, and obviously, you know, legend, of course. And he has mad songs for days too, obviously. Mad songs. Yeah. But even he, I think... I think Missy even edges him out. Who can take on Missy Elliott? I mean, she ain't gonna do thinking... it anyway. <laughs> she said, yeah, she she said she's not. Yeah, one. she said she's not going to do it. But I do think she would have been a better competitor, like you said, um, for yeah. Eve. Then, Eve. It... yeah, because yeah, look, no, she's kind of disrespectful to Eve, like Trina. That's you giving me, like, no shade, no, no shades, Trina at all, like none. Like, <laughs> she wouldn't say that. Li- 
as Nick has said, Trina as has her own children. Like Trina is definitely like a legend in the game. She's definitely, as the years go by, she is having influence, especially for being so sexually liberated and being very filthy mouthed. Like mm. she's definitely, we can definitely see her and hear her in like City Girls and Megan. So like, it's not like I'm not disrespecting Trina. Like Trina is definitely, you know, we need to give her her flowers. She deserves, you know, definitely. But I'm gonna say compared to Eve's career, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. I get what you mean. I think this is something that just was put in the works to kind of make up for the lack of um, diversity that's mm-hmm. happened recently. And mm-hmm. I think this was actually probably signaled by um, Trina, to be honest. Like, I think, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, I don't think Eve was probably the one to initiate this, but that's no. just an assumption. No, because no, I so. think because she's been talking bad because Trina did her Trick Daddy verses last year. And then she's like, ah, oh, me and Kim should do verses. No, you should not do a verses with Kim. No, <laughs> Should not do <laughs> Lil Kim. Yeah. Lil um, Kim will wipe will wipe the floor with you. Yeah. I'm just remembering how much I loved Eve's music, you know. Like, I'm just yeah, Eve, going back Eve over has songs. songs. Tambourine. The hand movement. That yeah. Yeah, that was a moment. For me, it's satisfaction. That's one of you know me, I always go pick the, the one that I didn't do as well. Yeah. So that came that was a single. And that I remember hearing that. So that song, I heard it all the time. So it's my Londoners. Choice of Fame. Satisfaction Eve was always playing. I remember that so vividly being in my car going to school, listening to Satisfaction, mm. Gangster Loving, Not Today. Eve has songs, man. Eve has records. Wait, did am I? Did Eve have a show? Yeah, she did have a she show. Did. Didn't she? Yeah, she, she had did. Yeah, she did. Her sitcom. On Trouble. Banging it? Too. Yes. Yeah, Eve, and it slapped. How you do that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. produced by none other than Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott produced the You are song. like this. Nah, l- listen. While she is here, we need to just keep shouting about Missy Elliott because honestly... And Eve. And Eve, but Missy Elliott, we need to talk about a lot more because in terms of a force in the music industry... Honestly. Over the years, in terms of production with Timberland... Front of house, back of house. Literally, everywhere. And she's so humble. Well, from what I've seen, I don't know her, but she seems so humble with it as well. And... Yeah, we need to shout about Missy Elliott more because she's done so much for music in general. And I think that's something that, um, going back to the conversation we had last week about um, influence on different artists, Eve, not Eve, sorry, Missy Elliott is someone who has had influence across like men, women, the genre, production, how music videos are shot. Like in terms of the overall art form, I would say Miss Elliott is one of the most um, one of not inspirational. She is inspirational, but influential. One of the most influential artists of our time. Yeah, and I don't think she gets that recognition. Like she, there wasn't a time where you couldn't watch um, MTV without seeing Miss Elliott. No, and you, you always loved her videos because they were always just so out there. Missy Elliott is not only pivotal to my childhood, but she's also just pivotal to why I love music. Mm-hmm. Like, she was one of the first artists that I just remember getting into as, like, a child in primary school. Mm-hmm. So Missy Elliott is literally pivotal. Like, past that Dutch, work it, get a freak on. And then, obviously, I would later go back to the first album, two albums, and also, you know, me as an R&B lover, Missy Elliott has literally written for so many of my favourite R&B artists. Yeah. Like yeah. Monica, Fantasia, Lil Mo, 702, Beyonce, Destiny's Child. Like, as a songwriter producer, the receipts are insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, of course, Aaliyah. I can't forget Aaliyah. Like, yeah. Yeah. S- SWV, Total, Whitney Houston, Missy has, and then, like, you can't, you cannot deny her. Tweet. Oh, tweet. 
Missy Elliott has been a part of so much good music as a background, as as a writer, producer, and then also front of house, like Super Duper Fly, banging mm. album. Um, Missy Addictive. My favorite album is The Real World. That's my favorite album of hers. You know, like there's a song on there um, called Stick and Chickens with Debrat and Aaliyah. Tune. Yeah. And then Crazy Feelings with 18 year old Beyonce singing her ass or. Oh, man. She's literally been yeah. at the beginning of so many people we consider um, the leaders of New School. And she's also been there towards yeah. the end of the careers of people who we consider legends as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's just, yeah, just a force. And I don't feel like she kind of, she she wants to kind of be like overpushed if that makes sense she likes to kind of be in the background by the looks of it i think definitely now as well i think definitely now she's definitely she's definitely less active Mm. as an artist she's still like writing and stuff yeah um but definitely i think she's definitely got more she wants to she's gone back back in the back but you know she obviously did she had a hit single tony braxton last year do it i know she's written for normani's album which isn't coming out but um yeah Jasmine Sullivan. So, no, she's still. Oh, yeah. Ja- Missy is a big part of why we have Jasmine Sullivan. Yep. <laughs> so, shout out to Missy, man. But, um, anyway, so that's even Trina. Bow Wow Soldier Boy. Um, I mean, I guess this makes more sense. Bow Wow's going to. 150,000. <laughs> Listen, I'd still do the hand movements to let me hold you. And there's so many bangers because that have come out before I- that. I know we laugh at Bow Wow now. Like, I know we make so many jokes by him, but he has hits. Like we can't, we're not disrespecting him. Like he has hits. 100%. Like we can't, like we can't actually, we can't. Like yes, we laugh at him and we continue to. Like the video of him walking behind those school kids. Like, oh my god, they don't know it's me. Like that is still one of the funniest videos of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm sorry, my baby. Let me hold you, like you, like shorty, you. Like now let's pause because you can't just fresh as I'm is out of my nah. system. Sure, you like mine? Nah, girlfriend. Come on. Come on, ain't thinking about you as a banger as well. Bounce with me, puppy love. I'm sorry, Bow Wow has songs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then even features wise, Baby It's You with JoJo. I think they like me with their franchise boys. Bow Wow has given us songs. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Bow Wow has given us songs. Hundred percent. There are some like someone said. Someone said like he's like a young legend. Like you know, like low key. Remember he was like low not key, even low know? key, man. Like come on. Like we have to give him some flowers. As a kid, he was killing it. Killing it. He was a hundred, and he and, and he definitely set up kind of the um, because you know how like some people say for like the r&b type of scene michael jackson and kind of the younger artists that came up set up an era for mm-hmm. younger kids to become celebrities mm-hmm. and stuff bow wow 100 percent set up the arena for younger artists to come up although it hasn't really been as successful i'm thinking of little twist and um yeah, all yeah, of those yeah, types yeah. of artists mindless, beha- mindless behavior yeah. but he was definitely them- pivotal in terms of for sure, artists for sure. of that generation. For sure, for sure. Like, but we can't deny him. And like, and it going wrong. Soldier Boy, like, he also has, you know, he has a few mm-hmm. hits, but he has like four. <laughs> <laughs> he has like, he has like four. Yeah. Like, I know he's not by, by all means, he's not a one hit wonder. No. no. Soldier Boy definitely had more. He had a few moments, yeah. a few. But once again, compared to Bow but the same thing with Eve. I don't know who I would have put Bow Wow against because they're not yeah, Romeo. It's true. What would Romeo have played? The theme song from Nickelodeon. <laughs> hey, this is the Romeo show, whatever that. It still that, goes off though. Like if I heard that in the club. 
What would Romeo? What would Romeo actually have named? I, I don't know. I don't listen to Romeo's music, to be fair. No one does. <laughs> and the thing is with Bow Wow, which I think you could agree with Eden, is that he has all these songs that were hits as a kid. They've actually endured. Like a lot of his Bow Wow songs have actually aged yeah, well. Hundred percent. Like they still like like a lot of Bow Wow songs still slap today. Like Let Me Hold You, Out of My System. Yep. These they still go yeah. hard. Fresh as I Miss. They still like mind, you. Like, they go will hard. Still go off in the club. If if someone heard, if someone heard <laughs> that, that would still go off. Like literally, people still run out of breath trying to sing that song. It's, I never had no problem. <laughs> you show me in a special way that you feel when you hold me. We can always be together, baby. That's what you told me, and I believe it because I never had nobody do me like I thought you. I'm about to run out towards the end there. I can't even lie. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But um, yeah, Soldier Boy, what does he have? Um, can I obviously crank that? Sorry to interrupt. Can I ask you a question? Just whilst we're on like you, did you kind of get the feeling that um, Neo and Rihanna's um. Hey, that I love you. Yeah, did you feel like that was kind of a carbon copy in a way? I don't know why. No, when... They're very different. No, songs. when I was younger and I saw that, I was thinking of them side by side, and I was just like, it kind of feels. I don't know why. Maybe it's the collaboration of the two artists, but maybe that's just something I felt. I don't know. No, no, I don't think about that. But they're very different songs. They are, but maybe it's just the video. Maybe it's the music video and how it's set up. I think there's an elevator and they kind of bump into each other and all these different types of oh, things. Oh, yes. But I think that was a trope of the of the mid-2000s. Uh, that, was okay. just, that was just a trope. Like, you would see that with A. Marine, Ella Cool J and Ashanti and Ja Rule. That was just a yeah, trope. Yeah, that's true, actually. Oh, yeah. Of that time. I'm thinking about Jay-Z. Um, oh, what's it called again? The Pharrell song. Front, Not front in. Um, Excuse me, miss? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. That yes, was just a trope it. of the time. Yeah, you're right. Back. You're but right. no, but Soldier Boy has cranked that, obviously. Two through the phone. I don't think it will go off now, if I'm being 100%. Turn my like, swag on, pretty that, boy yeah. swag. I mean, I guess that's it for him. <laughs> See, Did you say kiss me through the phone? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he's, no, got, what, he's got five bangers. I mean, it. what else is he going to play? Like, what, LOL, LOL smiley, smiley face. face. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. But if he wants to give us a record... If you want to play, why am I saying, why am I saying, I'm not an American, please, God, mm. come back. Why am I speaking like that? Record. Mm-hmm. He, he, Tierra Me, Sponsor. That was a tune. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Tune. Everyone, the real ones know. Tierra Me, Sponsor, Gucci Mane, Soldier Boy, Banger. That's He's had, how many albums has he had? N- nah, so, 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 no, so guys, Boy. literally go on, go on Spotify now. Go to Soldier Boy and look at how many albums he's had. He has like six, I think. No, there's Bear. So he's obviously mixtapes and stuff, though. There's Soldier. I'm not even going to say them all. There's Bear. Like he's I got mean, King no one... Soldier, King Soldier Seven, for who example. Was, but who was listening to it? <laughs> King Soldier Eight. <laughs> like, was, he's got was, Bear albums but, but, but out. Who was listening to it? King Soldier Nine, like raw. Like, do you even know about Number One? <laughs> and he's got swag yeah now nah, swag three bare albums that? that have been released what's that it's just like it's like jacques and bourbon having three albums together oh i remember that era nick was just <laughs> i remember that oh. nick was baffled <laughs> <laughs> nick was so <laughs> he was so confused <laughs> he was so confused oh what episode number was that i can't remember that was like two yeah, years ago that was ages ago i just said i i because i said it because i thought he knew he's like wait what <laughs> he's a brand <laughs> <and have Amity." laughs> yeah he's like, why is that a thing <laughs> <laughs> oh man nick if you're well, listening you're missed man 
Anywho, so yeah, so cool. even what your thoughts on Barrow versus Soldier Boy? I think Trina. I think uh, I think I said Trina and um, Eve already, but Soldier Boy and Bow Wow I think would be entertaining. I think they'll be they're both characters, so there'll definitely be some form of like memes or something that come out of this. But I think in terms of music, Bow Wow is way ahead of Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy definitely set up the era of viral content and um, internet fame, internet like fame, that. but creating songs that mm-hmm. kind of were catchy in the in the kind of hip hop sphere. And um, kind and of kind of predating TikTok and them kind of things. Hundred really. percent. Like I don't know if this is true, but Soldier Boy said he was one of the first um, rappers to actually utilize YouTube for his for his platform. I and think, to be fair, I think that's probably fair. Yeah, and to be fair, I can probably think of the song because I saw it everywhere. Like um, "Crank That" in terms of virality was one of the songs that was everywhere. And I will always say, in terms of marketing, he was a genius. He was 100% a genius. Like, you know, um, I've spoken about this before, but he did this thing where on LimeWire, he would t- put in a song, like, for example, Jay-Z um, front in, for example, which was doing quite well at the time, let's say. And then he would put his song there and then people would be like, oh, what's this song that I'm hearing? Like, you would type in a random song that you're looking for and Soldier Boy, tell him would play and, and you'll just hear like, you, and then people would be like, who is this guy? And from that, he created word of mouth and just kind of grew as an artist. So there's definitely, in terms of um, skill and marketing skill, Soldier Boy should be spoken about. But the music, like, no. in terms of a battle, <laughs> especially no. versus Bow Wow, who culturally, like, although people make fun of him now and talk about, like, how we're not going to call him by his real name and all these different types of things. Because I sure won't. Bow Wow has bangers like in and also even as it's a career like let's not forget like like mike you know john's the family vac- vacation he's a, he was on a moesha a couple of episodes like let's not forget like he has you know, bangers like and obviously he felt down that terrible movie but hey and I, th- I think this might be really good for him as well like sometimes i think these verses are a bit kind of they are good they- random but i do think that this would be really good for him just to remind people, yeah. like, guys, I actually have hits. Like, I actually And same have with bangers. Eve. I think this one will even be good for her. I think people will be like, wait, Eve has actually given us a lot. No, but I feel like people know Eve is amazing. Nah, nah I feel like I feel like we kind of forget her. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, no, definitely. But we don't... I feel like we forget her. We do, we do forget her. That is something we have to admit. But we don't think she is bad when we remember her. But when people think of Bow Wow, they think of him as this He's parody. But he actually <laughs> has bangers. Like, he actually has moments where he was, like, the top rapper. Like, the, the one that everyone oh, one was talking about. One of the... Yeah, not the top. Not the top. But one of the top rappers. Yeah, because um, not, only, not only were these... He, does he have bare hit songs? He was selling albums. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was selling albums. Selling albums. Like, this this guy has, like, multi-platinum albums. Yep. Gold, platinum. Like, he has... He's sold albums. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, and I get the jokes, I get everything, but I think and this they're funny, be really good and I join in too. <laughs> but yeah, nah. Anyway, next topic, Eden Mackenzie Goddard. Cool. So the next topic, okay, so should we go to this one yet? All right, let's just do it. Cool. So Goldlink. Goldlink has jumped on Twitter to diss Sheck Wes while announcing his new album, Haram. So if you kind of been on the internet for a while you've seen Goldlink kind of have moments where he jumps on Twitter and he says some things then he kind of disappears for a bit 
um, thinking back to when Mac Miller passed, he kind of came back and spoke about um, an issue he had with Mac Miller before he passed. And then he got into the relationship with Justine Skye. So with Justine Skye, there are some alleged domestic violence um, allegations towards Sheck West that she released. And as a result, because Goldlink was in a relationship or for other reasons, I don't entirely know, he has decided to send shots towards Sheck West. So in terms of the tweets that were sent, uh, do you have them in front of you, Shopee? Um, I do not, but I can get them. <clears throat> All right, I'll just say it because I, I don't, just for me personally, I don't swear that much. So he said, F you, Sheck West. I'm a drink some cacti and spit on your white tea, you dirty butt, N-word. Then he said, ha, 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 he's so ugly. And Sheck, he ain't my fault that your men jumped out, got spanked, then your man's got shot. And then in the actual song he released called White Walls, he said, F Sheck West, yeah, yeah, I don't press, yeah, yeah. And this has kind of been an, a long kind of feud between the two rappers. Um, Sheck, it's been a while. it has been a while, it has been a while. Um, the allegations came out in 2019 and there were no kind of court procedures after that. But Sheck West um, kind of disappeared after a while, um, but he's still on the kind of um, Cactus Jack label, which is headhunt, which is led, sorry, by Travis Scott. But Chope, what are your thoughts about this? Um, so I'm gonna start by saying that Sheck West is done though. Like his career hasn't been the same since. Mm. And it's the reason why he's done is not because of cancer culture, but he was literally just he was pretty fresh, brand new artist, had that one big hit and then controversial came. Mm. You can't come back from that. It was just like it was too early in the game for him for him to try and even have a comeback. It's like he's done. Mm. <laughs> um Um, I don't really care about the beef, but I just, I just don't understand why every time Gorlick comes on social media, he's just weird. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there was a thing a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Actually, I think, I think even at present, his Twitter header bio, his the picture of his header is like Black China and Robert Kardashian. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? And then a few weeks ago, he posted, well, a few months ago, maybe, he posted videos of all his exes. Yeah. And they're, just, and they're still there on the page yeah. <laughs> just of his exes. And I'm just like, what are you doing? And then there's also the Mac Miller thing from a few years ago. Yeah, He's just he's just a bit weird. Yeah. It's such a shame because I love this guy's music so much. Yeah. He is definitely, of the newer generation, he's definitely one of my favourite rappers. Like, I'm a massive fan of his. Fuck of all his projects. I've been blessed to see him like a good three times, I think. I think yeah, Afropunk London 2016. Then I saw him somewhere else. Then I saw him at his own show in Brixton two years ago for the Diaspora tour. He's great. I love Golden Link. And, you know, I will be checking out this album. I don't have the new single. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's just a bit weird. And he's just quite weird. And he, like, he he's friends with that... What's that rapist called? The one that is friends with ASAP Rocky. What's his name? There's someone who's affiliated with an ASAP Mog, Ian Connor, or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So like Golding like did something like kind of in support of him a few months ago. I was like, okay, Golding's just weird. Mm. <laughs> it's just very strange. It seems to be. I first, I said even two years ago at the show, I did. He just seemed off. I'm like, something is obviously troubling his spirit. So he needs to work that out. Mm. But yeah, as for the Shake Quest thing, I mean. I mean, neither of you are Justin Sky anymore, so I don't know what this beef is about. But hey, I, I think, you, yeah, 
Sorry, continue. Two black men, masculinity, you know, yep. you know how it goes. <laughs> yep, yep. I think there's so much to say in this. Um, so first and foremost, I think what we can't ignore is I think there is an element of mental health. Oh, I, uh, yeah. To do with this. Yeah. Um, and we can't. There, there was a time where events would happen with celebrities that would kind of be like entertainment to people. But looking at what I'm seeing, it doesn't look healthy in terms of mindset. Like, of course, you're going to have back and forths with people online, especially in an era where we're so on our phones and kind of in the moment. But from what's been happening with Goldlink after the last few, I would say, years, there is an element of someone needs to step in and say, Goldlink is everything okay? Because he's on like like i think there's an element of us understanding the humanity of people as well because whilst you can say you didn't agree with whatever happened in these people's lives which we know nothing about he's on twitter with threats towards someone and he's talking about someone who has been shot and all of these different types of things that clearly demonstrate that he is not in the right frame of mind at the moment and whilst like it can be seen as entertainment someone needs to pull him to the side or at least he needs to pull himself to the side and check himself and say maybe something is going on um because like there's elements of things that i have seen which to me scream there are elements of something there's something more to this there's something that the public aren't privy to and that's completely up to their own privacy and everything. And when I say they, I mean Goldlink and Sheckquest and Justine Sky and everything. Um, but yeah, there is that that element of mental health that we can't ignore. He does need help by the looks of it. And um, someone should be there to help him. Or I hope, I shouldn't say should actually. Um, so I hope someone is there to support him through what he seems to be going through. We don't know. Um I I I liked his music. I did like his music. Um, I didn't like the 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 Afrobeats inspired one. I didn't Good enjoy that. Bro. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that. Um, but I did enjoy. I have to check it quickly. Uh, Our cost? No. And after that, we didn't talk. I did enjoy that album. Um. But like, actually, who would you say Goldlink was inspired by? I'm just thinking about a conversation last. Oh, Andre three thousand. Yeah, he mentored him as well, didn't he? Andre three thousand. Also, yeah. Tyler, Tyler the Creator. Ah, uh, yeah, I get I that. Was, I, I do get that there. as well. Yeah, Tyler get, needs to get his flowers. But um, but definitely. In terms... um, gone. Actually, we're not. Let's not go on a tangent. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna say that in terms of this story, I think that. There's an element of um, Goldlink trying to be seen doing the right thing. And what's actually happening is he is just um, further demonstrating that he hasn't dealt with some things. Um, and that's what's really evident. And I hope he, he's able to see that someday go away and kind of do the healing he needs to do or... The thing is, it's hard. I don't want to judge him because I don't know him. I don't know his life. I don't know what he's been through. Um, but these tweets are alarming. Let me just say that. And I hope it's not anything more than what it seems like. And if he does have an issue or kind of mental health 
battle that he's going through, I do hope he kind of speaks to a professional who can support him through it. Um, and at the same time, I have to say, I hope that um, Justine Sky, I hope that Sheck West is okay. I hope that all three of these people who were in the situation have done their individual healing and are able to kind of show up for themselves. And I'm mainly talking about Sheck West and Goldlink here in better ways. Um, that's where I think my take on this is at the moment. I don't find any of it funny, if I'm being completely honest. Um, and it's a massive shame because Goldlink, I know in the past, um, when I saw Goldlink talking about Mac Miller, I, th- I felt like I understood where he was coming from about um, grievances you have with people who have passed and you feel like you're not able to speak on it and you want to give a realistic kind of view of um, the person that you knew. But kind of with more reflection and kind of looking at it now, it does seem like someone who is unable to let go. And that in itself, we had that conversation in the very beginning with um, who was it, Chope? Which artist has a song called "Let Go"? That you oh, Layla Hathaway. Yeah, with Layla Hathaway. So we spoke about letting go. Goldlink needs to let go of a few things, and um, it's time. By the looks of it, I I don't know what this album will sound like if he's in this type of mental state. I don't know if this is a publicity stunt. I hope it's not, um, but we'll see what happens. Cool. Did you have anything else to say on that, Chope? I did not. So let's get into the last topic. All right. The final story is a bit of good news. So it's to do with an uncle. He's pretty much the uncle of nearly everyone in the industry. So Snoop Dogg appointed as Def Jam's executive, creative and strategic consultant. So reading the article from NME, Snoop Dogg has been appointed by Def Jam Recordings to be their new executive, creative and strategic consultant. And essentially, he will be working closely with Kanye West, Justin Bieber, Janae Aiko, and quite a few other well-known artists in the industry. Um, and it's a role that's based in LA, which is kind of where Snoop has been continuously singing about throughout the years that he has been present. And yeah, it's kind of a really good news, I feel. Um, Shope, how do you feel about it? Um, I think it's good. I think it is good. Like this, he's definitely been a chameleon over the last almost 30 years of his career, like starting out as one of the early West Coast rap pioneers and then having his moment in the 2000s. Like he's, he's really, like he's really survived different eras of music and different eras of hip hop. And then even like, you know, even recently doing his, like his gospel stuff and his reggae stuff, like he's really just become a chameleon over the years and showing resilience as a brand like he's kind of just been consistent throughout all of that even though not all things are, are perfect but you know even like even me because i just think about i grew up with him you know early 2000s like he was already solidified by the time i go around to him like but for me i was thinking like you know rhythm and gangster and blue carpet treatment but then he already had a whole other time of that doggy style and the dog father so the same thing with nas if he actually is going to be an active and present <laughs> Because, you know, a lot of the, I always feel a bit weird when an artist become executive because it's like, it's just, it's just cosmetic. It's just uh, getting more money. But if he's actually, do you know, do you know what? If he's actually going to be active and present in, in developing new artists, but also helping with the ones who already established, like Jenny Aiko, then I'm all for it. Because I think he definitely has a lot of experience and expertise that he can share. Um, so that's those are my thoughts. yeah i was gonna say do you know what that reminds me of it reminds me of this clip you are a celebrity so basically what's gonna happen is there's product here and this is where you end up right here 
if you can communicate this product, you can make money off the product. Because look at Gaga. She's the creative director of Polaroid. I like some of the Gaga songs. What the fuck does she know about cameras? That's... <laughs> whilst you were talking, that is literally what I was thinking. But at the same time, I don't think it's the case for Snoop Dogg. And I don't think it was the case for Lady Gaga as well. I think Kanye was just kind of going on a bit of a... Well, uh, Kanye uh, can't talk either. Like, I don't go to... Uh, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. I'm sorry. I, still um, don't take, I don't take Kanye seriously as a fashion designer. Really? To me, that's just, that's, that's just something he does for fun. To me. It's just something like, oh, Kanye's plaything. Kanye, Kanye did influence a lot of kind of um, fashion culture in the US at one point with the backpack and um, polos um, back in the day. I know that. I can agree. But in terms of his actual line, his actual brand, like Yeezys and shit, no. Do you mean you don't like them or they weren't successful? Uh, it's not about dislike. I just, I don't see, I, I feel like he's not really making the impact they think well actually he obviously is because people obviously buying it but i mean i just don't feel like he's really in how can i phrase it i just don't feel like okay you know how rihanna is definitely like solidified as like a fashion mogul now at this point outside of just being an artist like the fancy thing mm -hmm. is like she's definitely arrived in the fashion world like mm -hmm. and not only as as a muse because obviously before she had her brand people she was the best dressed at so many events but now she's got her own thing with fenty and it's obviously yeah. doing well. Like, I actually know people that buy fancy products. Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone who has Yeezys or, or wants to buy Yeezys. Really? No. That's very interesting. I think this is I think this is really interesting. Like, even Ivy Park, like, I don't really support people's fashion endeavors either. No, okay. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. See, the energy for Beyonce always comes, doesn't it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't support... <laughs> I don't know why, like, you know me, I probably never bring her up because I'm not allowed to be a standing piece, even though I wasn't going to be standing for her. What I was actually going to say, Eden Mackenzie Goddard, I do not support her fashion endeavors either. <laughs> I don't support them either. But I do, I do actually know people who have bought Ivy Park <laughs> and, okay. and use it. So would I? No, personally, I don't think, I don't, and you know, like I said, when it comes to Beyonce, I'm here for the music. Like I, she's one of my favorites to the life and death, but it's for music. Her side hustles, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care okay. about them. <laughs> but like with Rihanna, I'm going to buy Fenty, but who knows? Maybe I'll get Fenty skin one day. She has male skin line. Maybe I'll get something. For, you, I, I, I thought that failed. I thought it failed. I thought her skin line is doing quite well. Oh, I've, I don't use social media, so I don't. I know. think her skin, and then she has like you know like some male clothing, and you know I love sunglasses. I love sunglasses. I mean, I can't afford hers, but maybe if I'm rich mm. enough, maybe I can one day yeah so like i would actually maybe with the money maybe i'm almost like i definitely would but i would maybe buy a, a fancy product maybe yeah but i i would not do the really... same for kanye and i'm definitely not getting ivy park beyonce i just need you to be in the studio give me live performances that's why great singing great performance great artistry that's what i want from you but i think but this opens... i respect, oh, her, I respect oh. ivy park more than Shoffe, Shoffe, let me land, please. I beg. <laughs> you didn't let me land. I started talking initially, sir. You don't really heard Beyonce. You just started. I'm about to start shaking. <laughs> oh, all right. Are you done? I am. Yes. Uh, okay. Anyways, um, so I think the, going back to the point of what you were saying about Kanye West, I think that's very interesting because I don't know for me because I don't wear makeup and I don't kind of know a lot about makeup. But I didn't really see Rihanna as kind of a force for makeup before she released Fenty. 
I understood the kind of Gaga and Polaroid thing because she is a bit creative in the kind of designs and branding. Although I know that's not entirely her. She has a whole team behind it. Um, but with Kanye West, I can't, I feel like I can't deny the um, the force he was with Yeezys. Although they, like some releases of them were carbon copies of shoes that had already been released. Um, but in terms of the momentum behind them, Kanye definitely was a force in the kind of sports apparel fashion world. He kind of wanted to be higher end and he's still kind of working towards that. Um, but I feel like in terms of branding, the the kind of lane that Kanye went into was more in line than, say, with the Rihannas or with the Beyonce's. Beyond, the reason I spoke up because of Beyonce is because... is because Beyonce continuously gets critiqued by her own fans about the clothes that she wears, about the the um the choices that her stylist makes. I sure do. I know I do. And so when she releases a clothing line, I'm just like, well, this isn't like in terms of what your fans kind of love you for, it's clearly not this. That's kind of why I... But it's doing well, though. People are buying it. Because it's, it's doing yeah, well. It's because it's Beyonce. But if we're talking... Like, I think, okay, let's set the parameters for the conversation. If it's a conversation of popularity selling things, then any artist can pretty much jump into any sphere. But if it's about people who kind of align with the direction of, say, like a Yeezy, of like Kanye West entering the fashion industry because he says he likes fashion, versus Beyonce entering it, Maybe because of popularity, she might like fashion, but it's not something she's kind of really shown. I, it's not like I, I can see for, and you know, with Kanye, I, that I can, I can see. As I'll, I'll preface this. So, by the way, guys, I can't dress. I don't really think about fashion. You can dress. Eden and Nick are the fashion gurus. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say that. I no, know. you can dress. I don't. I don't know anything about looks and all these things. I'm just here to talk about our shopping. Come on, um, we've seen the gram. But, don't even try it. We've seen the gram. <laughs> so what I was going to say was so there are probably things with Kanye's journey as a fashion icon that you're saying that I just wouldn't be paying attention to but then I, I've also just looked at some of his clothes and I'm like this looks literally like crap <laughs> it's not for yeah and I like, yeah. like these like those oversized hoodies looking like looking like kangaroo fabric kangaroo I don't even know. fabric shoppe shoppe kangaroo fabric I mean, I said what I said. What does that even mean? <laughs> kangaroo fabric? <laughs> like, <laughs> kangaroo fabric, Shoppe. You know, that's the name for this episode. This episode is called Kangaroo Fabric. Right. 100%. But let's let's go back All to right. the original point. So Snoop Dogg, with his yes. new position, I think makes sense. In terms of, like, relationships, Snoop Dogg is definitely someone who has always been, always had his finger on the pulse. Like in terms of Nipsey Hussle and his up- upcoming kind of success, well, not upcoming, his success in the past, sorry, Snoop Dogg was very much present for that and kind of yelled and kind of spoke about Nipsey Hussle as he was coming up. Um, I know he's kind of been there for quite a few artists. I think there's a relation to Sweetie as well and um, quite a few new artists that are coming up. I think, yeah, Brandy's even his cousin or something along those lines. Yes. Yeah, they're so like he is definitely well connected within the industry and I think he will be good for kind of the job that he's going for the creative and strategic consultant but again I just have to say 
um I want to kind of see what happens. If he actually like, does it, then fine. <laughs> yeah, he's been appointed as it. What do you mean? No, but this is what I mean. But a lot of but how many? You know, but Drake is an executive. What's he doing? <laughs> is he of what? Drake is executive. That uh, what the brand? No, the label. Well, yeah, he's doing his job though. No, no, no really. We discussed this before. Division, oh, we doing division. Uh, we doing a lot better. Pinex Talk could do a lot better. Majid Jordan, what happened to him? Roy Woods, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, um, I get what you mean. Like he's popcorn. I guess he's doing okay, <laughs> but yeah. I like I like his music. But also, I guess he's doing okay. Drake is not a good executive. <laughs> he's not <laughs> a good executive. I mean, Rock yeah. Nation. Jay Z's done fairly well. You know, Rihanna, J Cole. Spoke about Nas last week. Well, Nas remains to be seen. <laughs> Yeah, because I only just discovered Davies assigned to him. I'm like, Davies, what's what's he doing? It's true. It is true. So like, I do think so... I do think Snoop will take this seriously though. No, that's what I'm saying. If he does, then cool. Because I think a lot of these eyes, it's not a bad thing when they go into that. So back to the Beyonce thing. I love what she's done with Chloe and Halle. I mm, love that. Yeah, and I can see. I can see how she's molded and shaped them. She should do more of that unless Harry Park. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. I think it depends where the passion relies. Really, like if Beyonce is really passionate about. Um, the music, then I can definitely see the success with Chloe and Halle. I don't believe she's passionate about. I don't believe she's. You made a good point, Eden. I don't believe. She's I don't think she about is. Passion. I think she like. I, I think she likes it. <laughs> I think she could appreciate it, but I don't think yeah. she's passionate about it. Whereas you can see with Chloe and Halle, she's clearly passionate about them and making yeah. them a success, and it's shown over these last couple of years. So I'd love her to do more yeah. of that. If it, you know, she obviously has her own management company. I'd love her to expand that. I think she should expand it, sign more eyes, develop more eyes, because she clearly has got yeah. a good thing for Halley. If I'm being honest, I'm sure I think she... Ivy Park. This is just an assumption. I think Ivy Park is just something for Blue Ivy. I think I actually just think okay. it's a company for Blue Ivy to eventually take over. Um, <laughs> like I, I yeah, it it just seems a bit random to me. Um, but again, I'm not behind the scenes. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, in terms of job roles, this Snoop Dogg situation makes a lot of sense, and I hope he has great success with it. Um, we're gonna have to wait and see what happens. But he's got some great artists to work with, like I said, Kanye West. These are people he already knows: Janae Aiko, um, Justin Bieber, all of these artists. He's really, really known over the years as well. And he's just actually there was a release of Peaches that came out recently with Usher, Ludacris, and Snoop Dogg, and it's actually quite good as well. Um. So yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with that. But like Shope said, it's something that happens in the background, so it won't be like everyday news. Um, but of we'll see what so. happens. Cool. So that was the last bit of news for today. And that is—is is there anything else, Shope? Nope. I just want to say to everyone who has stuck with us this season, I know it's been a bit um, up and down at parts, and you know there's been some breaks or some late episodes. I am just very grateful for your listenership and those who tweet us and share share with us your favorite sections things that we said or artists that connected with you that we spoke about thank you very much yep definitely echoing what Chope has said we are eternally eternally grateful for everyone who tunes into this podcast even if it's just this season or even just this episode it's been six seasons that is that's crazy six seasons of us talking about something that we enjoy every single day um, and it has been an amazing journey. I think before this podcast, Shope and I were kind of just um, talking about how we've each individually grown into our own areas and as people. And um, I'm grateful to be able to do that in front of 
you listeners and have that conversation, um, provide a space to be vulnerable and have the conversations. Um, and I hope we can continue to do it in the future. Um, we're definitely going to go away and talk about plans and things we want to do and things we want to change and all of these things. But I think it's very important that you guys are a part of that as well. So if you have any suggestions, anything you want to say to us or um, kind of bring up, please feel free to send us an email at datspod at gmail.com. And you can find us individually on all streaming platforms at datspod. I think Nick would probably echo what Shope and I are saying as well about um, being grateful for the listens as well. So please do send him some love at IMN Tyrell um, and just let him know that he was great on the show and that you appreciate him and all those different types of things. Shope, thank you for being a great host. Um, and I hope we can meet up soon because whilst we speak every Saturday, I haven't seen Shope since... I, I, I want... March of yeah. 2020. Was it March? No. Mar- March 2020? yeah oh yeah because we were in pirate studios oh yeah yeah yeah. you're right yep yep it's been over a year now so i've had my first vaccine shoppe is out here doing tests so the link up i'm looking forward to it there's definitely going to be completely different we've changed so much since we've seen each other but um guys until next time this is don't let the stands we are a music and culture podcast and for the very last time this season peace (laughs) 